Welcome to Travel with Brack Tours, a new podcast series about travelling around Ireland and Scotland. We'll be sharing stories and travel tips about visiting both Scotland and Ireland and hearing some great stories from the team at Brack Tours and many guests. Also find out more on how Brack Tours can make your vacation one you'll never forget. At Brack Tours, we didn't invent travel, we made it fun. Hello and you're welcome to the latest edition of Travel with Brack Tours. In this episode, we head to the northwest of Ireland and to the city of Derry. We talk to Roland McNamara of McNamara Tours. He offers walking and bus tours of the walled city that will catapult you into a world steeped in Irish history. We then talk with Karen Henderson, sales and marketing manager with Visit Derry, a public-private non-for-profit organisation set up to attract more visitors to the city. Karen tells us how the city has progressed and become a popular base for those visiting the Antrim coast and the Wild Atlantic Way, and how this has helped the city become a tourist destination within its own right. She also tells us about the exciting new visitor centre that has just opened, which has enhanced the city's offering as a popular tourist destination. We hope you enjoy. So, Roland, thanks very much for coming on board with us today to have a little chat. So, how's things with yourself above in the Maiden City? Yeah, they're pretty good, um, uh, Colm, I have to say. You know, I mean, despite everything, we're we're trying to get on with things and still plan for next year and all that. But, I mean, you know yourself, when you're here in Derry, Northwest Northern Ireland, you're always facing different issues and we've come through a lot worse I think, you know, through the troubles and all of that. So uh, that's no doubt that's no no doubt about that. Like, you know, it, it's and what's great about Derry, you know, it has been a real emerging city over the past number of years. And it's been a real focal point in in campaigns for tourism Ireland and tourism Northern Ireland, etc. And you know, you're part of that product, which is good. So um maybe for some people that don't don't know you too well, uh, I know a lot of our clients was, but uh, I know you do your walking tours above, which are fantastic for our clients. We really love it. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about yourself there to, to those that aren't familiar with you. <laughs> yeah, well uh Colin, my uh, my name is Ronan McNamara. I have a little uh tour company in in Derry, um, called McNamara Tours. Um, I'm I'm actually from I'm actually from uh, County Offaly on the River Shannon there, and I came to university up here about thirty years ago. Met my wife who's from Donegal, uh, Sharon, and we've we've got three children. Um, but like when I set up my uh, company column, um, I mean the British Army were still on the streets, the, the barricades were still there. And, you know, one of the highlights of coming to Derry, as you know, is, is the historic walls, which are just over 400 mm-hmm. years old. I remember we could only do maybe about 30 to 40 percent of the tour on the walls because of the security on the walls and all of that. So and I used to tell the tourists, like, don't take photographs of, of the British Army or their installations as we're making our way around the tour. Um, so, uh, you know, it, it's it's been an incredible change, as you've said, like with the beautiful Peace Bridge. It's a lovely city. Um, you know, with the Donegal Hills in the background and the lovely River Foyle. There's a real vibe about the place, isn't there? Like, you know, and yeah. I've, I've loved that. And I know <clears throat> friends of yours above there and visit Derry and all, they're very proactive and, and putting your name out there and other companies and other tourist attractions, etc. And that, you know, and it really, really has grown. And unfortunately, at this time of year, due to what's happening to it, would have been one of the busiest times of the year in the city, actually coming up to Halloween. That's right. I mean, Halloween, um, upwards of 100,000 people um, would, would descend on the city. Uh, um, it was actually recently voted by USA Today uh, mag- uh, newspaper as being, you know, one of the top attractions to go and see the, the Halloween festival. It's a really remarkable festival, actually. Great the way it was marketed and everything yeah. out there, as you say. So you decided, you know, your, your story is very similar to my own about uh, falling in love with somebody up in that part of the country. Well, my own wife was actually from down here in County Armagh, but she went and she did her nurse training up in Derry. So I know the city very, very well. So And then she ended up nursing up there for a good few years. So I've been um, up and down pretty often, and then she moved back down locally here and that. But So what inspired you to get into tour guiding above in Derry then? Well, I mean, it's, it, it's like everything. I mean, I, I, you know, I wasn't like a lot of people. I didn't have a clear plan. Um, of what I wanted to do. I mean, I did a general business degree um, with with history at university, um, but I, I, I got on a training program through the city council. And at the time, they didn't have a dedicated tourist information centre. 
Um, okay. This is back in the late 80s, early 90s. Uh-huh. Um, so they were taking on a few new recruits and I, I, I joined that team in uh, 1991 stroke 92. And there was a, a gentleman there by the name of Harry Bryson who was legendary in, in okay. Derry. Uh-huh, um, and Harry was just such a character. He was a wonderful man. Um, he was the tour guide for the city council. So anybody that would have come to Derry, Harry was the man. And um, I used to sneak out of the office just to listen to his stories and his anecdotes and his wonderful history. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, but sadly, one day he he just he passed away, and and they had nobody actually to do the tours, and in particular, nobody wanted to do it at the weekends. The council yeah. didn't really kind of, uh, and so I, I that wasn't just, the remit. <laughs> why not? And it kind of grew a little bit from there. I mean, I have to say, Colm, it was very much a slow burner. Um, I mean, tourism really only took off, as you know, after the peace agreement yes. um, in 1998. And so after that, then, it, you know, it was a gradual, like, you know, it was a gradual process. Um, but like you said, I mean, we, you know, last few years were fantastic. We were looking at having a brilliant year this year. And, uh, but hopefully it will come back. I mean, people yeah. love the city. They love Northern Ireland and it's safe. I think, I think you know, uh, everybody was looking like last year was a really successful year for tourism right across the island, <clears throat> you know, and with so many different campaigns and other campaigns to be launched this year, particularly the Hidden Heartlands and different things coming on board. And, uh, you know, a lot of things have come to a stop, but you know, it's, it's great to keep in touch with people. You know, like we'd see each other up on the streets there. There's times... You know, we might be driving through, you'd be waving at us and things like that. And I'd say, oh, there's Ronan out. He's doing another tour. So he is. I'm glad to see him busy. We're busy. It, it, it's great. This year, it has been a, a change in that. Uh, but hopefully, yeah, hopefully things will change for next year. And we have to be positive about it. One thing I wanted to ask you, and I know you're always touching it when, when, when you take a group and people come and they get introduced to you for the first time and they look at you. Your background, your background, if you could explain that to a few of the people here. Because when the first meet Roland, they think, are we in the right place or in the right city? Well, are we correct in saying that maybe to a certain extent? <laughs> I know, yeah. Well, I tell you, are you uh, I, I don't know if, if you're a GAA man, um, Colm. Oh, would but, be, yes. <laughs> um, I, I, used to play, I used to play a lot of hurling for Offaly um, okay. <laughs> in the minors. And we, in 1989, we reached the All-Ireland minor final. And the legendary commentator, Michal Merhertig, was uh, commentating. Oh, okay. yeah. Well, the man himself. <laughs> I was number thirteen for Offaly that day. We were playing Clare in the All Ireland Minor Final. Oh yeah. And he commented on my tanned legs, saying that uh, he must have been working in the bogs all summer in Offaly. So <laughs> people always come. People are always interested in my background, given that I have a name like Ronan McNamara, very Irish accent. Um, but I mean, the very simple answer is I have a Chinese mother, and uh, mum uh, was a. She was a nurse in London, Very and good. my father was teaching in London at the time. But there's no doubt about it, it's a, it's a great uh, cause for mirth sometimes. I mean, a lot of the people just can't believe that I am Ronan McNamara. And, uh, sometimes, I'll be honest with you, Colin, sometimes I can't believe it myself. <laughs> I know, I, I can remember, actually, I go back myself, even for the first time we even met you, and, and I was doing a, a tour for another tour company, and we, we touched base, and you said you'd meet me at the Guild Hall in Derry, and I, I was looking for this Derry man coming up, and then this guy with oriental features comes up and knocks on the door of the bus. Are you a column, are you? I said, that's right, oh, Ronan. Okay, so just to clarify for people, you know, from, from who maybe haven't met you before because of your oriental background there, but that didn't stop you falling in love with the city. And, you know, from our own guests, as I said to you, they, they, they really, really enjoy your story. And, um, you know, I, I go back and I'll touch on a little point, Ronan, that um, I remember you saying, one thing when you were walking around one day, I happened to follow you around in the background and you were talking about the troubles and, and what happened in the north of Ireland, and particularly in, in the city of Derry. Um, you talked about, you know, people don't see religion. Um, they just see a troubled people. Yeah. You know, and it was something you said that reminisced with me when, when I said we'd do this. Uh, and it was just a very, very simple way of explaining what had happened in the city, I thought, you know, um, which, which is, is 
one thing that we like about how you deliver your tour around the city, you know, it is a personal story to yourself in a way too, because as you say, you started in the midst of when everything was happening there. Well, you, you know, the thing about it is too, Colin, I try, I mean, the one thing I try and do on my tours is to be kind. And by yes. that I mean, by that I mean, I mean kind to the situation in the sense that so many people have lost their lives on, on all sides. Unfortunately, that's, you know, that's the problem. And, you know, grief and pain and anger, um, they're felt by everybody within the community. Um, and I, I have to say, I try and be respectful. And But sometimes, as you can imagine, when you, when you try and I always say, like, you know, sometimes sitting on the fence is the worst place to be. Yeah. Um, you know, people think, oh, you're, you're, you're neither one thing nor the other. But actually, um, in many ways, you know, I have a great deal of empathy um, for the causes of everybody. Uh-huh. Um, because I, I often try and put myself into the, sh- the, the shoes of, of people and say, well, could I have joined, you know? Exactly, when you see, yeah, or when you see the story and know the story yeah. and, and that. Uh, you know, it's, it's very similar to my own background. I live down here in, in County Armagh, in South Armagh, actually, yeah. in Cross Midland, which is an area too that has seen a fair share of, of, of sadness and horrific events and things like that yeah. over the times of what we call the Troubles and that. Yeah. So I can reminisce with what you're talking about. Yeah. And I, like I, as I said, I, I've, I've a great deal of empathy for, because, you know, it's a little bit like talking about COVID. Everybody has a story. Every, everybody, you know, that's why I say we're all connected. We all, you know, we're all feeling the pain in yeah. different you know, shapes and forms, but we're, we're essentially all the same. And I think when people come to Derry, they realize actually, you know, none of us are too far away from the Derry story. Um, that it's you know you're never never too far away from pain. It's um, it's it is, it's a worldwide story. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, and but it's also very like I mean, and, and as you know through the tours, come that it's also a very hopeful story. That you know one one thing about dairy people is they have a great sense of humour. Um, and like humour can often get you through the worst of times as well. And they, they've, you know, I, I always like a lot of people say that Derry was, you know, the start of the troubles, but it was also the end of the troubles. That you know, I, yeah, that, true, that, true. You know, Derry was to the forefront of much of the positive kind of um, uh, reconciliation between the two communities, and I think the hands across the divide and the peace bridge are two great symbols of that. Yeah, uh, they, they become very focal points within the city itself, you know, and and you know, when you're driving into the city, uh, no matter where you're coming from, you, you can see that. I suppose, yeah. upon the idea, you know, you've bridged the divide as, as such. Yeah. And just, I mean, just in case, um, you know, come obviously some of your clients might not have been to Derry. I mean, Derry is separated by a river called the River Foyle, and you've mm-hmm. got the, what we call the East Bank and the West Bank. And during the 40 years Civil War, um, you know, the river in many ways became like in Belfast or Peace Wall in that many Protestant people became fearful of the IRA and moved over to the East Bank and indeed many Catholics moved over to the West Bank. And so the peace bridge, which came after the peace agreement, was there to try and build a bridge between the two communities. And what's really interesting, again, you know, from um, a historical point of view, is that that peace bridge that goes right across the river cuts into what was once a former British Army base. That's amazing. There. That's amazing when you think of it. Yeah, it is. amazing. And then that base was actually used by the Americans and Canadians during the Second World War because, you know, Derry had the most westerly base in Europe and was that's used correct, by the yeah. Allies. So, it's, a, it's a story um, that's brilliant that yeah. you tell. You know, a lot of people don't actually know that story. Yeah. You know? So, so it's a lovely, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a beautiful city, but that Peace Bridge is so iconic beside the, you know, the guild hall on one side where all your coaches park. And, and as I said, over at the other side, you have the former British Army base and then used by the Americans and Canadians during the Second World War, which incidentally, um, they're going to be putting a maritime museum inside one of the buildings, but then... Uh, the next year or so. Wow. So, um, yeah, so so it, it's a great thing. And of course, you know, in the distance then you can see County Donegal. Uh, so you can actually see the border and dare I mention the B word, we've almost forgotten about <laughs> Brexit. <laughs> I know, yeah. We will not go down that channel at all. No, we won't, we, won't, we, won't, we won't talk too much about it. Well, nobody's really saying much about Brexit now. No, I think it's, it's, it's kind of on the back shelf at the moment, isn't it? And then yeah. all of a sudden it'll be on us. <laughs> 
but I, I you know, you're, you're just, just, I mean, what, what I think also what's nice about Jerry and you appreciate this as well, Colm, is that you can, your, your clients can actually experience Jerry in many ways and, Derry, in many ways, is a microcosm of the whole of Northern Ireland because, mm-hmm. like with your clients, well, because it's such a hilly city, we always call it a mini San Francisco. We nearly always start the coach, uh, the tour on the coach. On the coach, that's and, right. You know, we, we drive through the bog side and we show them the murals mm-hmm. in relation to, you know, Bloody Sunday, 1972, the Hunger Strikes, 1981, show them the iconic Free Derry Wall. So many significant events associated yeah. in certain ways with the city, exactly. That's right. And, and like, I mean, many of your clients will have heard of, indeed, she, she made quite a number of trips over to America, Bernadette Devlin. Mm-hmm. Um, That's correct, and, yes. And, of course, John Hume um, is, 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 is uh, there's a mural of, of John Hume there as well. So, you know, that dealing with that period of the the you know, this whole civil rights and then the troubles and then and then in the distance as you're going up over the flyover you can see the historic walls um, it's, dating it's, back to the seventeenth century. And it's a fantastic walls. Yeah, it's um, fantastic when you see it, Ronan, isn't it? Particularly yeah. even coming coming back into the city, as you say. Um, what I really love is at nighttime as well when you're coming yeah. in. The, it really is a focal point the walls around the city. That's right. Yeah, it's it, it's fabulous, and 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 that walk along the walls is truly remarkable. And you know, again, like so many of your your like American clients, mm-hmm. you know that connection because, like, I, I remember um, uh, doing a tour, and I've been there actually as well, like north of Boston in in the state of New Hampshire. Yes, um, there are two towns side by side, one called Derry and the other called London Derry. That's correct, um, yes. And, you know, I think that highlights again that, you know, Derry was such a great port for emigration, you know, from the Scots-Irish um, tradition to the famine um, um, period, like Derry and Cove and County Cork, I suppose. But, um, you know, that Derry um, uh, connection to the United States. And, of course, Derry, as you know, like I do love that song from Phil Coulter, the town I love so well. And... Um, you know the shirt making industry um, was 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 massive, and a lot of you know a lot of people think that just the flax would have come from Northern Ireland, but actually so much of the flax came from from the east coast of the United States of America, which fueled a lot of the the, the trade from say Philadelphia over to to Derry, and they would have brought passengers back um, to to uh, America and indeed Canada. I'm just listening now to your story here and, you know, it's really going to intrigue a lot of our guests that will be listening to the podcast that probably haven't come uh, to Derry now. Like, you know, the flavor you're actually giving them of the history of the city there, you know, even for myself listening to you again and like I'm, I'm getting that feeling I'm back on one of your tours here again, you know, it's, it's fantastic, but you do get deeply engrossed. And I suppose even for, for our own people at home that, a lot of them probably don't realize half the history of the city as well. You know, we take a lot of things at, 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 in Ireland here for granted. Yeah. A lot of things, you know. Um, you're, you're absolutely right, Colin. And, and uh, like, I always appreciate that, like, because, you know, and I, I think, like, even of, you know, pe- people save a lot of money to come over on, on, on and I always think to myself, when yeah. I'm doing my first tour or my fourth tour of the day, that for so many people, they've spent a lifetime trying to save up to go on the tour so it's very important that you know you're treating the individual as if it's you know as if it's your first tour of the day and that's why I've always said about the tours really the, the, the gift of a, a tour guide is to be able to display that this isn't your last tour of, of the day that you know that that it's it's like as if you've never done a tour you know for, for the whole day and uh, you know yourself. This tourism is more, is, is much of a passion uh, as as anything else. If you're you're passionate, uh, and you define that, yeah, you define that a lot. Um, even from I define a lot from from our guests. Like you know, when you get back of a, on the coach after you've actually presented a tour to them, and they'll say, "God, I didn't realize that 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 guy. He is really passionate about his job." Yeah. But I say, "He's not as passionate about his job. He's passionate about his city." You know, you're passionate about the culture, the history of it, and you want people to get that flavor, which is good. Um, Derry's changed over the years. You've mentioned that. You know, it's come, it's, yeah. it's come from the, it's risen from the fire, I suppose, or from the ashes. You know, uh, it's a fantastic city now. 
I'm sure you've seen many, many changes. Colin, I, you know, I, I, you know, it's only when you say it that you really kind of fully appreciate how much it has changed from the time when, you know, first of all, not just tourists were afraid, but like coach drivers would have been afraid to come up here. Uh-huh. Um, you know, there was there was there was that fear, there was that worry, there was constant media negative media attention. Um, there was the border patrols. There was the British Army on the streets. There was the helicopters. And to be honest, I mean, it's virtually all gone. And I, I kind of, you know, often tell the story, you know, the modern story through my children um, in the sense that, you know, my, my children have no concept of, of any of this. I know. And they, you know, they, they, they really are. I mean, they just live on Instagram. <laughs> and uh, you know, it's like they don't really care about what we went up, got up to, you know, twenty, thirty years ago. So my own um, kids are the same, believe it or not. <laughs> you know, I, I remember one evening sitting with my son, and you know, suddenly where I live, Cross Midland, came on the TV, and and there was like singers, and there was Jeep Army Jeeps coming down the street, and he says to me, "Dad, is that Cross Midland?" And I says, "Yeah, yeah, it is." Tearing and he says. God, I didn't realize all that happened here. Yeah. You know, so again, for him to actually see that, as you say, it, that era is gone with the next generation that are growing up now, which to a certain extent is good because they say it's a different, it's a different yeah. Northern Ireland. It is progression. Uh, but you, you still want to, you still want to keep those stories alive. It is part of, of where, of our culture, of what we are and where we came from. Yeah, and that's very, that's very, that's very true as well. Because you can't, you can't hide it, and not only can you not hide it, but you know, the the the, ten, the client that we that I tend to um, work with tends to be you know over sixty, um, uh-huh. and it, they are of a generation who remember all of this, and they want to learn about it, and they want to see um, and learn about Bloody Sunday and the troubles and you, you know the things that that went on and the history behind it. Um, so, so it's certainly it's certainly a period of history that I I have no issue touching on and talking about. Um, I think what they are amazed at how normal the city is. However, um, that you know maybe they expected to see more security or you know how, how the city, as you say, has evolved so much. Restaurants, coffee shops. Hotels, and it's, it's a, you know no more than Belfast. It's it's a vibrant city. Yeah, don't get me wrong, we have our troubles, but tell me a city that doesn't have its troubles. Exactly, but even as you said, like you know the vibe of walking about it, you can actually feel that when you're walking around the city. You know the welcome that people extend to you if it's going into the coffee shop, into the bar, into a retail store, a clothes shop, anything like that the welcome that they really put out to you, you know, and I think that is, is something that's very, very important, not just in Derry, but on the island of Ireland too, that is that welcome for, for people coming here. You're treated as if you people know you all your life. Yeah. It's a genuine, it's a genuine warmth. There is, is a genuine warmth up, up in this neck of the woods. Like, and I, but I would extend that to all of Northern Ireland and maybe the island of Ireland. But, you know, I, I think we here, like, unlike say, you know, down in Killarney or places like, like we've been, you know, we haven't had the number of tourists for such a long period of time. So, so having them here has been such a, like, I, I actually remember it. I remember at the start, people used to stop and stare at tourists wondering why they were here. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, like, are they mad? Uh, I, I, took one of the, I took one of the first tour groups in the Cross Midland here, so I did. And for, for our listeners, like Cross Midland again, too, was associated <laughs> with a lot of troubles in the past. And I remember two, two old boys sitting up at the bar in the hotel, and the group came in with their suitcases and the two boys looked around and they turned back to the bar and they, you know, they took their drink again and then they turned around <laughs> again and looked at one of the guests and the first questions of words that come out of his mouth was, excuse me, miss, but are you lost? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, yeah I, I, we can, I can reminisce with everything you're saying there, but you know, we've come on from that, which is brilliant. You know, and these are all, you're telling stories, I'm telling stories here, which is great. Uh, and hopefully it'd be great listening for, for, for our guests as well. Um, for yourself, the future, what does it hold? Well, I, do you know, I, I, 
I tell my wife one day at a time. So, <laughs> <laughs> if I could tell you the future, Colin, <laughs> and everybody else the future, right? I know. Well, you're going. You're I going be sitting from here talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> you're going from strength to strength, though, aren't you? Like you know, apart from Look, this, I, you're I, like I, us all. I, but you. I, I think you know. I, I'm. I'm. I am an optimist. I, I think um, things will get better. And as I said, we we have. Um, you know, as Seamus Heaney says, if we can winter this, um, we can summer anywhere. Right, right. And exactly. I, I, you know, my heart goes out, by the way, to, to everybody in the tourism industry because um, whether you're a tour guide, um, tour operator, bus driver, hotel, any of us who are involved in tourism knows the uncertainty of, of you know, I always said to anybody, you know, working as a tour guide, you know, I, or you know anybody in the tourism industry who's self-employed, you know, you don't earn enough because the uncertainty of the business. People used to say this, that, and the other, and I always say, well, look, you never know whether you want to have a tour tomorrow. I think this kind of highlights it, Colin. That that um, you, you know, I I I actually miss the crack. I miss the fun. I miss the camaraderie. I, I just miss that wee bit of normality. Don't get me wrong. I love my wife and my children. Um, but yeah. you know, I, I I do miss I do miss that. Um, and but I think so many, as I said, of us are in the same milk. We're, we're we're all suffering a little bit. But I you know I I, I think things will get better. Um, yeah. I'm confident, um, and you have to be. I mean, you, like you know, as I said, that doesn't mean that you know everything has has to be good every day of the week because it's not. Um, but I, I, I think I think we'll get through it, and I think we'll be better for it. So um, you know, yeah, and I think everybody has to have that opinion. You know, um, be positive, but look forward to what's around the next corner. And uh, you know, we've, we're a resilient nation here. I would always, I always say about the Irish, and you know, that resilience is really coming to the fore with us now uh, yeah. as a nation. I know you hear stories from around the world, but. You know, the Irish, they really roll their sleeves up to get on with it and to say, yeah, okay, when things open up, when when it's safe to travel again, you know, we're going to be here. We're going to be ready. We're going to be here, as always, with open arms to welcome you back. And we might have another story or two to tell you on top of that we one. For sure we will. <laughs> <laughs> you know, which is, which is very good. You know, as I say, out of this situation that we're all in, I'm sure there'll come plenty of new stories. I've no doubt about it. As you say, we're missing all those people that we normally meet out on the road <laughs> and being out and hearing to their stories. Uh, like yourself, I can't wait to get back out and hear what their, their time has been like. And we'll use that, Ron, and we'll use it. We certainly will. We certainly will. Well, look, at it's been fantastic speaking to yourself. Uh, some people might want to, to maybe learn how they can get in contact with you, uh, your details of your website, et cetera there, yeah? Yeah, well, just uh, simply McNamara Tours. So uh, M C N A M A R A uh, McNamara Tours, and uh, yeah, if I mean uh, we, we're we're contactable. But uh, as I said, we do a lot of work through yourselves, Brad. The wonderful Brack Tours, uh, and uh, we we you know as I said, we're 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 not going anywhere too soon anyway. So uh, we look forward to seeing you all in the near future. And again, Colin, thank you for all your support and good luck to you and your family and. Peter and Nuna and everybody. And and the same to yourself, Ronan. As I say, I appreciate you coming on. Um, ladies and gentlemen, I was Ronan McNamara from McNamara City Tours in Delhi. Thank you very much, Ronan. God bless. Thank you. Take care. So a big thank you there to Ronan. It was great having a chat with him. Now we're going to speak to a good friend of ours that we've worked a lot with above in Delhi, and that is Karen Henderson. Hello, Karen. How are you? Hello, Colm. How are you? Great sure. to see you. We're, we're great, considering the circumstances, Karen. Look, at we're, we're all getting through it and we're all trying to yeah. be positive and move forward. So how's things with yourself? Yeah, well, you know, working from home, um, it's quite difficult. I, I miss the Visit Dairy team, but, you know, that's what it's been like since March. I, I started getting back up to work there a few weeks ago and I was loving it. So hopefully we'll be back shortly. Um, yeah. and hopefully see the team again. It, it is quite difficult and challenging because I suppose you're working in isolation. Um, but obviously Zoom <laughs> is the new crave now, you know. I think we're all Zoomed out and webbing our yeah. own, aren't we? And everything. Yeah, so we yeah. just need to physically see people and say yeah. hello. 
and you'd love to give them a hug, but you can't. But but whatever. I know. And Hopefully that time will be short lived. Yeah, this is better than none. So just for our own clients, Karen, you know, we've worked with along with yourself and Visit Dairy yeah. for a long time, and you've been great assistance to us over the years. So can you explain a little bit about what Visit Dairy is and maybe your role within uh, mm. the company? Yeah, thanks, Callum. Well, yeah, it's been wonderful to work with Bracteurs. They're just such a great team to work with. And um, obviously with yourself and Neil and all of the team, just great camaraderie between us all. Um, Obviously, well, Visit Dairy, uh, we were set up actually in 1996, formerly known as Dairy Visitor Convention Bureau. So, Callum, you would have known me during those days. That's correct. And um, (laughs) we we were set up in 1996, set up as a public-private sector partnership funded and supported by now the Derry City and Strabane District Council um, and we're also supported by the private sector um, where we by we have over 280 members. So really our role, we've been renamed Visit Derry for the last three to four years and our role is really to market Derry and the surrounding area to the national and international marketplace basically to get visitors here whether it be for a day trip, a weekend, tour groups or whatever. Um, I suppose, no, working with Bracteurs, I suppose my strength has really been working with the travel trade, the business to business. Um, I've been attending all of the promotions um, and my my chief executive, Odin Dunn, in like North America and we've done Amsterdam and Europe and GB. So we're very much out in the marketplace, really mm-hmm. getting the message that dairy is the place to be. So you're spreading, they're spreading the word. And like Northern Ireland's just not all about the North Coast, and it's not all about the city of Belfast, etc. Now, um, and I have to say, you have done tremendous work over the years. Um, the amount of events that have come to the city, yeah. and the festivals that have been organised in the city, it really is a tourist hotspot now. And I was remarking that with Ronan, I spoke to earlier on there. You know how the city has kind of risen from the ashes. Uh, and it is a f- major focal point now for tourism Northern Ireland on their market and worldwide and the likes of yourself there, you know, a great ambassador and the team there, ambassadors for the city. It's fantastic to see how that has really uh, grown over the years. You know, I've, I've, I've said that Ronan, I have a personal touch with the city as well because mm-hmm. my wife nursed up there, did her training up there, nursed up there. So I've seen myself how the city has really grown over the years. Uh, yeah. Maybe you could tell us a little bit some of the, the events that take place in the city. I know you're going to miss out on a big one there. In a few yeah, days. well, I think when you say, Colm, actually, I suppose what you could put our finger on, what really brought Derry to the fore. Obviously, we've been a very proactive organisation and really getting our say in there with T&I about Derry, the place to be. I suppose the City of Culture in 2013 was a really changing point mm-hmm. uh, where we were seen very much in the national and international markets. Um, we had a lot of conferences, had a lot of meetings we we actually secured meet the buyer in the city that year which was fantastic and um it really really put dairy on the map should we say um so that was really good halloween obviously now being recognized by us today in 2015 as the best halloween destination in the world is really really a fantastic testament um, it's really about the people of dairy it started th- over 30 years ago in mm-hmm. a small local pub um, the dairy people love to party. They all got out and partied fancy dress. And then the council then developed it further, put on fireworks display. And I mean, even New York Times um, described it as one of the one of the six Halloween destinations in the world as well. So that's fantastic for us. And actually, last year we had over 140,000 people in the city over seven days. It's It's fantastic to get all those accolades, but it shows... Again, the strength, I suppose, of the city, the people, but yeah. also the brand of the city now too, which yeah. which has really come to the fore. And, you know, you go to a lot of marketing events, as you said, the likes of the World Trade Market, there's various other events right throughout the year that you attend. But, you know, dairy is on the tip of the tongue of everybody mm-hmm. that you speak to. Um, and it is, it's, it's a great positional um, uh, factor as well where you are in the north of Ireland where you mm-hmm. can access you're right on the North Antrim coast you know you're right on the edge of the wild Atlantic way because you are a border city there uh, so access to everything around you is very pivotal 
And I suppose it's one of the strengths of the city then as well. Well, that has been, obviously, when we set up the, the new brand, Visit Dairy, one of our new statements was the city of Derry where the Wild Atlantic Way meets the Causeway Coastal Route. Exactly. And I have to say that's the proposition that I've been promoting to you and all of the national and international travel trade, and it's actually working. There are so many now tier operators staying for two to three nights and using it as the base. Also from the golf market, because we had the Open in uh, Portrush last year, we saw a lot of the golf groups staying in the city using Derry as the hub to explore the golf courses. We've got Ballyliffin in County Donegal as well. So we have about 10 or 11 fabulous courses. Yeah, it's just on your doorstep, doorstep there, isn't it? And I've actually been doing a golf workshop for the last few weeks and the interest is fantastic. And I have to say, two of them over the last few weeks have said, Karen, Derry could be the Killarney of the Northern Ireland. And I thought, well, that is just, you're saying that, not me. Because of our location, because of the offering that we have with the Giants Causeway, whether it be golf courses, and that proposition is really, really working well. It's it's great to hear that, and it's lovely to get all the compliments. The compliments are one thing, but what you have actually done with your organisation and through Visit Derry, you know, you've given people in the Northwest a lot of hope. Um, by joining the organisations, there are many, many benefits to get their businesses out there. You know, and that has come to fruition now. It's not that it's just you're getting all of these compliments. The people behind you there have worked very, very hard. The businesses have worked very, very hard. You need the people to sell it. You're one of them and very good at at doing that. Uh, But it's good to see something that started a number of years back really come to fruition. And that is one good thing that I admire. And we as tour operators admire the resilience of the people to keep going, keep going and get out there. And it really shines true when you walk the streets of the city and you talk to the business people, to the local people, you you know that they want you there. They know that you can feel that immediately that you go into any of the premises, attractions, hotels, that big, big, big welcome is yeah. the first thing that really hits you when you visit Derry. Absolutely. You know, and it is about the people and the place. And there's so much research that's been done over the last years. And the one thing comes out about Derry, it's the people and the place and the welcome that they get. So again, we would say come to Derry for the legendary welcome. And I mean, obviously, Ronan being one of the guides that you've spoken to, there's, you know, there's nothing better to meet a local guide, give them a guide tour, have a bit of humour and a bit of laugh go into a pub or a restaurant and, you know, the people are very warm, witty and welcoming. Yeah. I know, um, you know, speaking to a lot of people in the city there, it's a change city now, isn't it? I'm sure yeah. you, you've seen it change over the years uh, from from the times of the troubles, yeah. which has now been embraced as part of the selling package of the city. You know, yeah. uh, when, when you think, I can remember when I was up in the city when my wife was training up there and the army checkpoints, the police checkpoints, you know, we can remember all of that, but to tell that story now, and I think that that is part and, and a big part of the tourism mm-hmm. product in the city. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was actually reflecting before, but you know, preparation for this podcast, and I've been working in dairy over twenty three years now. So I was there from the inception, and um, um, really, how the city has changed. There was four or five hotels. There were no city centre hotels. There was one tour that was operating, so it was just one plain walking tour. Mm-hmm. So we have an abundance of fantastic tourism and um, products in the city. Like we now have at least 10 hotels within a five-mile radius. We have a great range of tours. We actually now have tours that you do of the walls, but you can also do a Dairy Girls tour, which yeah, is very, fabulous. Very, popular. <laughs> very, very popular. Um, and you can come and have a selfie with the Dairy Girls mural, which just people from all over the world just love. Yeah, it really um, lights up it lights up the city out. <laughs> it really does. It's a great talking point. We have a tour of the bog site with the bog site history tours. You can go and see the murals and the Museum of Free Dairy. And then we also have the Sage Museum where you can go and meet an apprentice boy and learn about the history of the Sage and what the apprentice boys was all about. Um the Peace Bridge We'll be celebrating the 10th anniversary column next year. Can you believe it? It's, it's crazy. It's, and and the thing where that 10 years. Yeah, the thing where that bridge leads to, which was a focal point of the troubles. Uh, over the Remember you Harris. had a 
Do you remember you had a grape that's that pipers? The we, had pipers the first, we had the first pipe the first band, pipe remember that, yeah. to, to walk across the, the Peace Bridge. And, and it was um, momentous. The pictures and, and, were amazing. That's, yeah. We were lucky they were able to walk across it because they come out of the Wall City Brewery. If I, if I mind back. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, the Wall City Brewery is just a great addition to our city. It's the only brewery restaurant in Northern Ireland. Fantastic. Um, we're in a pace process. The food offering, I have to say, is superb. And I suppose one of my big USP is about value for money. Um, it it's really, really, it's much cheaper than many places in Northern Ireland. And again, it's just about the welcome. And, you know, conference tourism. We had our the uh, a conference for 800 people last year, an international conference last year. You know, so we are able to compete with Belfast and Dublin and, and Galway and Cork. You know, we do believe that, you know, we could be the, the Killarney of Northern Ireland. And um, it's just great to see, you know, um, the people really valuing the work that Visit Dairy does, yeah. albeit it's, it's very difficult at the moment. But we just have to keep everybody on board and we have to try and keep positive. Because well, I think that's the important thing. Yeah, yeah. Right there. I think that's the important thing. And you know, and for a lot of organisations, a lot of companies, is you know, is is keeping keeping their experienced people on board yeah. because they know they're the people that can sell the products and you know can really reiterate to the likes of ourselves here, the <laughs> tour operators. Um, you know, please, we're still open for business. That welcome yeah. is still always going to be here. Um, yeah. It's interesting when you talk about it, you know, being the Killarney of the North, you know, and a lot of people use Killarney as a, as a benchmark. And again, Killarney is no different than anywhere else at the moment. You know, it's, it's struggling too because of this pandemic, but I know it will rise again itself. Um, but it is a very, very good um, quote that you've said there about it being the Killarney of the North because it has everything. It has the scenery, yeah. it has the history. Um, it, it is on the doorstep of so many places that you can go to, and uh, as as we know ourselves, our, our clients really love going to the city because it it is that real homely feel about it, yeah. and which it's as you said yourself, it's legendary. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and it's Ireland's only completely walled city column. You know, it is. You know, and the city alone. Never mind everything else involved with it, but the history alone is. Yeah, the history alone, and they can walk the walls during the day and at night time, and it's safe, and the pace bridge and the quay. So you are in Ireland's only completely walled city, and one of the finest in Europe. You know, so people love that that setting, and there's so much architectural splendor as you walk around the walls as well. But even for ourselves, for our North American visitors that, that, that come to the city, the tie up in the past with, with the Second World War, uh, oh, yeah. uh, U.S. Navy and, and be yeah, Rachel, yeah, you know, it, but, it, it's crazy. Like you know, a lot of people don't actually know that story, which has been yeah. fantastic to tell them, um, yeah. and it really they really resonate with the city then because mm-hmm. it's something that really resonates back to themselves with the Second World War and things like that. So, so many different stories, Karen. Yeah. Which brings me to my next. A question to you. You have just absolutely opened a beautiful new yeah. centre and we can't wait to get up to it. Restrictions at the moment, we just can't get up, but we can't wait to get up to it. Can you tell us a little bit about the centre? It looks fabulous from what we've seen. We are just so excited about it and I have to say just well done to our management team, Odrin Dunn and the team at the Visitor Information Centre. It's absolutely fantastic. It wowed me um, and anyone that's come in. It actually just opened two weeks ago. We did do the big official opening, but the mayor was there to cut the tape. And um, it's actually a million pound development. Um, we were formerly in Foyle Street. We have now moved into the city centre, Waterloo Place, which means it's a great strategic location. We're actually located within the wall city so as you walk into the center you will see the walls from the window so you can sit there and look out at the walls you also it's like a tourist attraction in its own right you could spend about 40 minutes in it i just um, i just noticed that one focal point you talk about walking in through the door yeah one an interesting focal point the big oak tree <laughs> yes so i'm going to tell you about so oh, the oak grave oak grove um is fabulous there's a big tree in the center as you walk in and you look up and you see it's all lit up um in in the ceiling of of the oaks and obviously that becomes for dara um the the name oak uh, means Dara, and also the naming of Colum Kill, who is our patron saint. 
There's also on the wall, there's a, a fantastic um, funded by Tourism Northern Ireland, Embrace the Gen Spirit Wall. So it gives you about, again, that story about using dairy as a hub to explore the rest of Northern Ireland. Um, we have got one of our new experience unlocking the wall city. Then as you walk around, the, um, the uh, artist of the Dairy Girls mural has developed our wall, our dairy wall, um, Carl Porter, and obviously an image of the city, the walls, the Peace Bridge, Halloween, because Halloween is a permanent fixture now I'm in our promotion. Yeah. And there's a massive screen that shows you uh, as you walk in about all the beautiful images portraying the city and indeed Northern Ireland. Um, and there's also the story of Amelia Earhart. Um, for any of your Canadian listeners, um, she actually wanted was the first woman to fly solo across the Atlantic. And um, she landed in a field in Valley Arnott, which is outside of Derry. She actually thought it was in Paris. <laughs> on the 21st of May, 1932. No, no satellite navigation at that stage at all. Absolutely. <laughs> so she was welcomed with open arms, as you can imagine, even back in those days in 1932. And she had a great experience. And there's a story there dedicated to Amelia Earhart. And then we also have our own um, cafe, which is uh, from one of our members, uh, provided by one of our members, um, Pickle Duck. But the other thing is for maybe any of your travel agents who are listening, we have um, produced now a new visitor pass. Mm -hmm. It's the first in Northern Ireland. So you can get it on our website, visitdairy.com, or you can purchase it um, when the time is right to come to our tourist information centre. And it's a one-day pass at £25 or a two-day pass at £30. And it actually provides... um, entrance into at least eight or nine of our attractions in the city centre. So this is just phase one, but again, a great initiative for FITs or for tour operators to purchase. No, that's very good. And and that's why I was just going to ask you there, you know, so it's a walk-in centre. Uh, yeah, right in the heart of the city. Yeah, it's it's not too far for a lot of our, our guests, but it would have been in the city, and they would know where the Guild Hall is. So it's just literally down the corner from the Red Guild Hall there, uh, in the city. But uh, because it's a walk-in centre, you can actually go in and you can avail of all the facilities. You can actually go in, and as you say, you could purchase the day pass there at, yeah. at the centre itself. Uh, yeah, and. Again, it just shows you the strength of, of Visit Derry, where you've, a lot of your businesses have partnered up to be involved yeah. in this initiative, which, which yeah. is good. So it's a good selling point for, for, for the city. And I suppose it's, it's good publicity as well for, for your businesses. Yeah. We've tried to make it local. There's even actually a beautiful um, seating uh, of the Peace Bridge for visitors to sit in. And it's actually, it was actually produced by one of our local companies. We also have a retail section for uh, local gifts for our visitors. We just can't wait to welcome them back. And like normally, our we would have around about ninety thousand visitors to the to the um, tourist information centre in Foyle Street. Um, our ambition was to have many more. Um, but you know, we were due to have a record year. We were hoping for record year in twenty twenty. But you know, we just can't wait to get it open and to showcase you and to welcome our visitors back. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be a, a fantastic addition, and as I say, we can't wait to get up. Hopefully, over in the next few weeks, when things calm down yeah. a little, we get up to have a look around and and experience that for ourselves. And that, so I know we're sitting now. So, what's your hopes for the future, Karen? Uh, with with well, Visit Derry and going forward. Well, do you know what? Despite all of what's happening, we're still really busy. We are looking to the future. Um, I have nine uh, workshops planned over the next six weeks, um, whether it be golf, leisure, business, tourism. So we are still going ahead, trying to make the contacts, re-engage with our travel trade. And when the time is right, that we will get visitors back to Derry and generate a lot of new business. Um, So really, we have to keep going. We're a very small team, Colm, as you know. So we all have to be flexible um, and we are, and we all need to, when the time is right now, to say we're open for business again. Um, we did do a campaign there just in August, and it went extremely well. Um, and now we'll have to get together, plan ahead, and get our next campaign together when we're ready to open. 
Yeah, you talked about that, you know, during doing well a little bit there during the like sort of end of July, August time and that. And you know, that was a another angle that people looked at was the staycation, staycation. market. And it was say, uh, uh, probably for yourselves, you know, to a certain extent it was probably very good for yourselves because oh. a lot of people from particularly the Republic of Ireland, yeah. I, I noticed in some media um posts that you put out there, people had come up from say the likes of Kerry, Cork, Wexford, that yeah. generally would have gone abroad and they really embraced what they found in the city, which was fantastic. And again, and because of the fantastic products that you have up there, and I know with the initiatives that you've worked here, you've mentioned a new one there now that you've put out, but you had similar initiatives working there that people yeah. could really benefit of combo tours going around the city and it was good value for them, but it really gave them a feeling, a touch of the city. And it was yeah. good to see those posts going out through through national yeah. media, actually, and how do you really enjoyed it? We did really well. You know, again, from the ROI market, we would always go south maybe for holidays, but it wasn't reciprocal. Now they did come like in August, like some of our hotels were reporting at least 50% from the ROI market. That okay. tells you also it's new business. Um, a lot of them stayed for two nights um, and they used areas as a base to go to the Causeway Coast and they had a great experience and they found it very good value for money. And we just hope that, you know, that that market will open up again and it will mm-hmm. be a short lead-in time, which it was. Um, and we'd love to see many, many more ROI visitors coming to Northern Ireland and coming to Derry for their staycation. Uh, no, it is. It's a fantastic city. And just, just when you're on about that, um, there was a... A few friends of ours that uh, you mentioned briefly there a little while back about the pipe band. Um, uh, those guys have actually been back in contact and their plan is to come back now to the city pretty soon. Yeah. And, um, they were in the Republic of Ireland, but no, they want to come and, and stay in the city that little bit longer and, and then head on somewhere else. So that was, it was good to get that um, little email there a few days ago. Oh, that's uh, great. It's been fantastic speaking to you. You know, it's given uh, our clients and, and people a little insight into what you do above in Visit Derry, how proactive the organization mm-hmm. is. Uh, and we certainly will be promoting Visit Derry to all our friends uh, around the world. You know, we, yeah. we get people coming from everywhere. But also to, to people at home that's listening to this, you know, if you want to have a fantastic break, you know, please up look the city of Derry. Go into the centre, pay a visit to it. You'd be amazed at what it has to offer. Karen, thanks very, very much. I hope you and the family's keeping well. Uh, thank you, Colm, and thank you to Bracters. And I wish you and the company all the best because no, it's a great appreciate that. And please, God, we'll see you all soon. Thanks yeah, a we'll minute, see you Karen. soon. Thank all you. All right, bye. So thanks to Ronan and Karen for giving us an insight to their respective businesses. You can find out more on McNamaratours.com and VisitDairy.com. You can also listen back to our previous podcasts on our website www.bracktours.com or on any number of listening platforms. Thanks for listening and please share with friends and family. So that's it for the day. Thanks for listening. Thanks to all those who contributed for the stories. And if you'd like to find out more about travelling to Ireland or Scotland, visit our website at www.bracktours.com. Until next time, take care.